It's time for Cats Talk Wednesday. Small town and big city joined forces. Benny Hardy of Lynch, Kentucky, and Terry Brown of Louisville, Kentucky, team up to give you free-flowing, laid-back sports talk. Focus on Kentucky Wildcats, as well as pertinent information in the NBA, NFL, and Major League Baseball. And there's TB from Louisville, and this Vinny from Lynch. This is Cast Talk Wednesday, bringing y'all another episode. We was out of the loop last week, but we back this week. TB, man, how's everything going with you? It's going good. I'm in my new digs. You see, I got, I got all my posters up. I got AD watching over me, like every good Kentucky fan uh, should have. So I'm doing good, man. I'm uh, good to be here. Oh man, good stuff, good stuff. We glad to be back. We, I was traveling last week. You was setting up all your digs last week, so yeah. By by work, you work from home. I said okay. I'm thinking after Labor Day, they're like, no. How about Thursday? I was like, oh, I gotta clean. I gotta. Ooh, okay. So I was scrambling, 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 but uh, but doing good, man. I'm all settled in. Got my got my media passes. Mm-hmm. Plural. Plural media passes, yes. Yeah, I, yeah. yeah this, this, this one is from uh, that's Indianapolis March Madness, and I got over there is uh, the softball championships. I get you know anyway, anyway. You know where I've been. Yeah, so they, you know you you know who I am. Anyway, they hit you with that curveball at work, and you you had to pivot, but you you got it you got it under control. Good stuff. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Look, man, we actually got games to talk about since we uh were on last we was looking forward yeah. to stuff and now we seen some games you know we you've seen a game uh. <laughs> yeah i'm gonna talk about that iowa game that was yeah that was something but starting off with kentucky we saw what we wanted to see right mm-hmm. uh not necessarily the sharpest in the first half, but locked it down the second half. You know, 24-3 second half uh, for a 37-13 win. Take it. Take it. I mean, I, I understand. And then look, there's enough that we saw. There's stuff that has to be cleaned up, right? It was not a, a perfect game, but it's not a game where you can just extrapolate out what you saw and oh i saw people well, we can't do this against georgia slow down georgia not till thanksgiving we got some time right yeah. we, we got some time to get this together obviously they've got to tighten up a little bit on the offensive line for mm-hmm. florida but everything i saw and in, in talking to people that know more than me like our man uh, uh v styles van styles van house Mm-hmm. Um, it's all correctable stuff. Like nothing I saw on Saturday had me believe, oh, we're in trouble. No, you just, you got to shore it up. I know we've got folks out. We've got some folks injured. That's mm. the nature of the business. True. So uh, to me, uh, Will Levis looked good. Uh, we've got to figure out how to run the ball. Kvasier mm-hmm. Smoke leading in rushes with seven. I'm no Corey Price, but I'd have to imagine it's been a while since a Stoops coach team leading rush only had seven. 
that that's that's wild to me. Uh, so I don't know if it was scheming or, or play calling or, or what happened, but you'd have to imagine there's going to be more of a commitment to run down in Gainesville uh, than we saw this past week. But let Roman let Roman, let, let Roman Harbor tell it. We soft now all of a sudden. So uh, so if if they weren't fired up already about wanting to adjust, or maybe they're holding back. Who knows? Maybe Scangarello ain't put all his cards out there. I think it's a combination right. of all that. Like you said, the you know, three guys in the NFL off of that offensive line, you plug in guys that I mean you, you can't get experience until you get experience. You know, we 44 years old, we don't have this experience at 19. You don't have experience till you get it. Same thing with these new linemen. They 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 got yeah. some reps last week. Now you're going to begin Florida in the swamp, you're gonna get some more experience and you, you mentioned V Styles. He did the cutups. It looks like just a few little things were off where mm-hmm. they could have popped some bigger runs, could have done this just so it's it's not as crazy and bad as everybody wants to make it out to be. And that's usually never the case anyway. Well, there it's fine tuning. Mm-hmm. And you and I remember with Kentucky football was we need a miracle. That's not where we are right now. You and I have seen plenty of week one games. Uh, you know, I went to the Iowa game with a friend of the show, Adam Jacoby, uh, and we're talking, and he didn't realize that it was against Western Kentucky, the, they supposed to be SEC. I remember those days. Yeah. I remember days before that <laughs> where one and all was not a guarantee. I remember the so, – yeah. Talking about on the on round of shots well, with Kevin Hill and you and Van. Van talking about the three nothing game in Indiana. I was there, sat through all sixty minutes of that. So yeah, and I think that was the only win of the season. That was the one in ten year. I think I can't remember. It was just that was a that was the worst football game I ever sat through. I was there. Yeah, because uh, I actually because wasn't it cold and rainy? Was it or was it cold? I can't remember. I just remember we, me and my friends, we left and came back. We went back to the dorms and came back, and they weren't even checking tickets. And I was like, "Oh, this, this, that was the worst football game I'd ever been to before Saturday." We gonna get to that one, but uh, the cats hospital. We went over and saw my granddaddy at, at UK Hospital. He was in there. Went to visit him. Ran to the game, and went back and just. You just kept sitting there waiting, make a play. Somebody do something. I never even thought about what Van had said. I know their game plan, but what if they don't do the game plan and I give right. up a touch? That whole mind game that's going on as a defensive player, I hadn't even thought about that because they're predictable. They're going to do this. I already know they're going to do this. But as soon as you gamble and give up a touchdown, you know the game's over because our offense, I had never even thought about him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that and that was what I saw on Saturday. But Kentucky, all the stuff, it's just fine-tuning. It's correctable. Uh, I don't think Florida beating Utah, um, I don't think it really changes anything. Going to Gainesville was always going to be a pivotal game. Mm-hmm. Uh, it changed a lot in the polls because Florida went from 37th in the country to 12. <laughs> well, we, we always see this, right? Week one, 
is it is it is it Florida? Is Florida that good? Like, did we underrate Florida or do we overrate Utah or is it something in between? We don't know. You don't know after one week. Mm-hmm. You know, Florida State over LSU, they're back allegedly because of the block extra point. But what does that mean for the whole season? And so you get to the point where you, what what does it mean? So we all knew uh, before the season started, we talked on this show, uh, the Florida game was going to be important. You get Florida, right? Uh, the, the four biggest games to me, Florida, Tennessee, the Mississippi schools. You go three and one, you can get to 10. Go three and one in those games, you can get to 10 regular season wins. Go three and one in those games, and that Georgia showdown becomes everything that you and I have talked about. You know, mm-hmm. game day, SEC nation, fine bomb, it becomes that. Go three and one. Well, the best way to get three and one is start one and oh. Yep. So going down to Gainesville, I didn't see Florida do anything that I thought Kentucky couldn't handle. Mm-hmm. And when I say I think Kentucky can go down to Florida and win, people, well, it's not going to be easy. That's not what I said. That is not what I said. I did not say we coming out there with a three-touchdown win. Right. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that they can scrap, they can claw, and we can come out there with a seven-point, ten-point win. And I would not be, I would not be surprised, because remember back in 2018 down in Gainesville, we 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 kicked their butts. Mm-hmm. So in my mind, the mystique of going down to Gainesville, not what it was. Is it tough to play? Absolutely. Is mm-hmm. it what it used to be? Not quite. Not right because now. you and I remember, for the longest time, Green Bay did not lose any games in the playoffs at home. You know, they had not, they had been undefeated from Bart Starr all the way through uh, to Brett Favre. Mm-hmm. And then Michael Vick, Michael Vick did it. And now I think they're 500. A, a dome team went up there, Atlanta, a dome squad went up there and beat them in the tundra. <laughs> you know who, you know who also won into at Lambeau Field in the playoffs? Colin Kaepernick. And Jimmy Garoppolo. So, but my point is, once the mystique is gone, uh, it's it's hard to get back, right? The T.O. catch wasn't that up there too in the playoffs? That was at home. That was that was a candlestick. Oh, really? Okay, okay. Yeah, the 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 Owens Owens. Yeah, that was that was uh, in candlestick. Uh-huh. They try to call it the catch two, and okay, I'm not really no. Great play, don't get me wrong. He dropped like 46 passes before that. So I mean, Yeah, he had the drops these early in his career, but so Well, that day he had a lot of drops that day too. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, but he did. But, but going down to Gainesville always daunting, not quite what it was. Just like going to Knoxville, always daunting, not what it was. So I do think uh, the Cats have a good chance to win. I think Florida's favorite by five. Mm -hmm. Uh, Last I saw, I don't know. I don't gamble. But 
I would not be surprised if if Kentucky wins. It wouldn't yeah. it wouldn't shock me. Did it last year too? You talk about scrap and claw. It's gonna be tough. That's what it was last year. It was what twenty thirteen block field goal, but Kentucky scrapped and clawed and came out on top. And they they know they beat Florida. It's it, all the same dudes are there. They got a new coach who's you know probably. I mean, he he got a good win, a big win, but it's still year one, game two for him. Um, and you know, Kentucky is not still with this mindset that we haven't beat Florida in my lifetime. That, that's that's over. One in the swamp, beat them last year. Know they can beat them. It, it's, you know, like you said, that, that whole mystique is gone. That whole, it's impossible. It's not, that's not the case anymore. Yeah. So I, mean, I think the Cats go down there and win. Yeah. Yeah. So we got to get to the game you went to. And also, you already mentioned Jimmy G. I gotta gotta ask about him too, cause he he got that bag to be the backup. He got he, he got. We're gonna pay you. Don't think about get on the field, but you can have this money. So I gotta get your thoughts it's a strange, on, on that. It, it's, a, it's, a, it's a strange situation. It's it's, it's a strange situation. Uh, but yeah, the game I went to, I went to the Iowa game with a friend of the show Adam Jacoby. Uh, it was great. It was a good. Uh, Big Ten tailgating atmosphere, lots of corn, lots of pork, uh, pork products. Uh, two <laughs> things I was known for. They got corn growing in front of Kinnick Stadium, which is awesome. Wow. Uh, and a big Iowa corn harvester out there in front of the stadium. So um, it was it was great. We were on the end closest to the Children's Hospital. Let me just talk about that for a moment. You've seen the wave, you know, they do the wave uh, to the children's hospital that overlooks the football field uh, between the first and second quarter. Not heard about it, and I was excited about doing it. And it's great, you know, everything stops. All the players, all the coaches, all the fans, everybody's waving. I was ready for that. What I was not ready for was looking in the windows and seeing the kids waving back. So you've got kids, and you can see them in their hospital gowns, and they've got IVs, and they got oh. their signs, "Go Hawks," and and it's just, it's great, it's oh. great, it's a great moment. Everything stops, and they get some of the kids talking on the uh, on the jumbotron. I don't even know if they're jumbotrons, but you know the big video screen, and it's it's a really great moment. It's about a minute or so, and it's really really sweet, and it's great. That being said, that was the highlight of the game. Mm-hmm. Seven to three, no touchdowns. <laughs> Iowa football makes me do math. Like, you know, if I just told you they got to seven points without a touchdown, you'd have to stop and think, okay, how? Right? Like, okay. Mm-hmm. So it was five three in the fourth quarter, and I tweeted out, this is the most meh football game. I have ever seen 21 punts, Vinny. Oh my God. <laughs> 11 for uh, South Dakota State, 10 for Iowa. Hmm. Uh, but the Iowa punter, Adam Shirt, was punting is winning. The Iowa punter, all of those 10 punts, seven inside the 20, five inside the uh, 10 yard line. Hmm. So, hmm. yeah, they, they had to have it. And you're talking about 
uh, Van talking about the deep being on the defense, not wanting to give up a play, because you know that Iowa defense, they played well, but if you let one get behind you, you know your offense isn't going to to do it. Um, so I tweeted out, this is the most mad game I've ever seen, and I saw a lot of Kentucky fans. Well, it's Iowa. What do you expect? Well, why don't you pump your brakes? Mm-hmm. Because in the bowl game, the Kentucky did win, but uh, Robinson, Wandale Robinson, had to go for a school record just to squeak out a three-point win. Mm-hmm. So I see what you're saying, but we're not light years ahead, Kentucky fans of Iowa. Mm-hmm. However, yeah. you know the the thing that struck me because people, you know, what were you know how are the people in the stands doing? They know what Iowa football is, right? You know, we talk about same old Kentucky football. Let me share this with you. All right. Since the 2000 season, FBS teams that averaged less than 2.8 yards per play and scored zero touchdowns have gone three and 371. So that's three wins, 371 losses. That's a 0.8 winning percentage. 0.8% 0.8% winning percentage. And you're like, okay, that sounds pretty crazy. Iowa owns two of those wins. <laughs> Iowa is two and one in those conditions. So they have won 66% of those games. The rest of college football has won 0.3% of those games. So when Iowa fans tell you, hey, it is what it is, they <laughs> literally don't. Keep in mind, the other win was against Penn State. Iowa won six to four in 2004. Football. (laughs) So I can't remember if I've ever seen a safety at a game I've ever been to. Probably, but I can't remember. But two? How did it, like, they, was it? Two sacks, or they stuffed a running back in the end zone. On the 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 one one was a sack, and one was a running back couldn't get out because I mean the the punter was they were getting the ball inside the five, mm-hmm. and so the the defense was able to capitalize on it that way. But yeah. without that punter, if San Diego State gets a little bit of field position, and and Iowa just can't you know kind of send the house. And you said the punter, <laughs> 11 punts for South Dakota State, 10 for Iowa. Iowa's punter with seven inside the 20, five inside the 10. So yeah. that meant, I know, that meant Iowa's offense had good field position all day. All day. All day. <laughs> and they still couldn't do it. Oh, my. <laughs> yeah, and so they got a really short field after – uh, San Diego State shanked a punt. It was like a 20-something yard punt. They mm. start at the San Diego State like 40. And they're driving. They get to the 11 and fumble the ball. <laughs> so the takeaway is this. The Iowa offense is dreadful. It's worse than it was last year. And last year it was almost dead last. Yeah. Man. So what does this have to do with a Kentucky show? Well, you know where Mark Stoops played his college ball. Mm-hmm. 
at the University of Iowa. Yep. So I'm talking to Adam on the way in, and he's basically like, look, Ference, they love him, but his son is the offensive coordinator. There was talk of he got to get rid of his son after last season. Well, no, now they they supposedly have revamped everything. <laughs> and this is what they got. So it could very well be a situation where you got to fire his son or they both need to go. Mm-hmm. So the chatter is post-game uh, – the chatter is, well, you know, Iowa football has an alum that has turned around a pretty bad program. So when I'm talking to people tailgating from Kentucky, oh, Stoops, you know, oh, we like what Stoops is doing. Blah, blah, blah. Okay. All I'm saying is either this year or next year, if Ference is gone, mm-hmm. I'm saying – I was probably going to make Mark Stoops tell them no. Mm. I don't think he would look anywhere else. But Iowa might be the one place if Iowa came calling. Hmm. Yeah. But that being said, the the I don't know if I'm going to go back to another Iowa game because they've got Michigan coming to town. They've I don't want to sit there through that because we only got a couple more weeks before it's going to be cold here. Mm-hmm. Because hmm. I, I got invited to the Iowa-Nebraska game Thanksgiving week. I don't know if I'm going to be sitting out here in the, in the Iowa winter to watch Iowa and Nebraska play football. And speaking of Nebraska, can we backtrack to them in week one with, with, with Scott Frost? They was Taking care of business against Northwestern and we're up 28-17 and you kick an onside kick and it all went downhill for him after that. Yeah, he was he had people throwing up, which is always dumb. Yeah. Like you yes. ain't got to lie. If 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 you've got 15 people throwing up every practice, that's bad. We're, we're beyond the junction boys. Because yep. vomiting, that's a sign of distress. That's that's dumb. So what are you doing this for? We got people throwing up. No, you don't. You don't. Why you trying to sound tough? Uh, yep. Nebraska absolutely uh, positively um, is bad. It's like you know we talked about when folks think that Cal has an easy job. Oh, you know you win at Kentucky. Oh, you know Kentucky mm-hmm. basketball born on third base. Blah, blah. Look, man. There are a lot of programs that were not just good but great in our younger days that have not been great since those younger days. Mm-hmm. Nebraska hasn't been the same since they got waxed by that all-pro Miami team in that championship game. I don't fault them for that, by the way. When your running backs are Gore, Clinton Portis, and Willis McGahee, that's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. If you ever get bored one day, just go look at the Oak one – Miami Hurricanes roster and just be like, my goodness, how did, my goodness. Anyway, (laughs) but Nebraska hasn't been the same since. And I thought Scott Frost was a misfire. 
that may yeah. th that kind of situation may be what would give Stoops pause to go to Iowa because homecomings are hard. Yeah, that's true. And he and the and guys that rarely wrote, see it work out. You know, yeah. Solich and those dudes was winning nine games. I mean, that's still not what Osborne was doing, but that's better than what Frost has been doing. He's been there five years what? now and still. Frank Solich went nine and three, and they fired mm -hmm. him. Yeah, and they haven't lost fewer than three games in these season since. Mm -hmm. Bo Pelini had some good, you know. I think they made a Big Twelve championship game or something. But that's not Nebraska being Nebraska. No, it's been a long time since Nebraska mattered. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, and you know the same way it's been a long time since Tennessee mattered. Yep. You know your neck of the woods. If you've got to fall back. You know, we own Kentucky at football. Okay, you stop mattering, Tennessee. You stop mattering. Mm -hmm. Like that, you you've lost the argument that you matter. Yep. <laughs> so, uh, I don't know what happens with Nebraska, but when they play for the big corn, whatever they play for, I don't know what. I, I assume it's a corn, bucket of corn. I don't know. Yeah. Iowa State's this weekend, and none of the Iowa fans are excited about it. Mm. Where is it at this year? Uh, it's at Iowa. It's in Iowa City. Mm. All right. Hey, we got to talk about, too, your cousin, Barry and Brown. Uh, oh, what can Brown do for you, man? Ran that kickoff back. Woo! Week. Uh, you know, when the first half was kind of eh, he was the spark that got stuff rolling. That's uh, right, man. Special teams did work. You had his return. Uh, they blocked the punt. Uh, Ruffalo hit from 50-plus when his leg strength was supposedly an issue for him. So Kentucky special teams, they brought it in all aspects of the game. But your cousin, Barry and Brown, in his first game now, we got to, you know, give it up to fam. <laughs> give it up for the fam. Got to give it up. I haven't seen a Brown with moves like that since I was there. See, that's what I figured. That's what I figured. See, yeah, he brought it back. I haven't man. seen Brown with moves like that, man. So uh, <laughs> outstanding, and, and that's the thing. And people, well, if it wasn't for the wasn't for the play, come on, you can't. If it wasn't for the run back, look, you can do that literally with anything. Yeah, you can. You can. Yeah. If, if Michael Jordan won the Bulls, they wouldn't won. Like you can do that. But you, just like against Florida, well, you know they had to get a block a kick. You do whatever it takes to win the game. Get a lot of mm -hmm. Packers fans. Jimmy G didn't even score a touchdown. You know, whatever it takes. Whatever it takes, man. That's all I care about is did you win the game? If Florida State don't block the extra point, LSU might win in overtime. Well, it, they blocked it. <laughs> you know. That. And, and 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 how poetic for, for Florida State to get that after all the wide rights, wide rights, wide left. I had to bring the, the misses up to speed when we watched that was, uh, you know, you look at all that stuff and um, I just, you know, I remember when Florida State Miami was the game and uh, yeah. and all that. So college football is back. If you were LSU, would you have gone for two or would you have kicked it at the end? You, I mean, you you should have been getting run out of, the, out of the stadium and you miraculously have a chance for overtime because Florida State fumbled fixing the score to put the game away. You drive 99 yards and scores 24-23. It's 
is Coach Terry Brown going for two, or are you just going to kick it and, and say we got the momentum going in overtime? I, I kick it because you do Me have too. that momentum. You, you've got to kick it and, and extend the game. Um, but it was a fluke. It was a fluke play. And, again, I, I don't know how much you can read into that. You know, Florida State, we're back. Eh, kind of. You know, like – Maybe I, I I don't know. It it's it's very much like um, what does it mean when you say you're back? Like you remember the the uh, Cal's first year, the John Wall, the Marcus Cousins team. Like it felt like we were back in the off season. Like oh, we got these dudes. It felt like we're back. John Wall hit that buzzer beater against Miami of Ohio. Okay, that's great. But are we back back? Well, yeah. then we start we start waxing folks. You, you beat North Carolina, you beat Indiana, you beat Louisville. Then it's like, okay, uh-huh. okay. They beat UConn too? Yeah, yeah. 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 You mm-hmm. beat you beat UConn, probably the last time we beat UConn. But he, <laughs> yeah, but you you yeah, I don't know. You beat you but and then you start feeling, okay, we are back. Right, like this is this is this is Kentucky basketball. This is what we're supposed to do, and then you have that that you know, Elite Eight is a deep tournament run, right? So you do that. So one game on a fluke play, yes, you won. Feel good about the win, Florida State. But mm-hmm. back, I don't know if I would go that far. And if and it's you LSU, play, you play an LSU team with Brian Kelly's first game. It right. was a dumpster fire last year. Yeah, I mean, if you beat Arkansas or God forbid Alabama or or Georgia, then say you're back. But this is the LSU that's probably going to be down at the bottom of the West. You know, they're going to take some lumps this year. So you beat the SEC team, yes, but you didn't probably didn't beat a cream of the crop SEC team. Right, right, and you know you have to keep that in perspective, like. I think when you were at the the game when Kentucky finally beat Tennessee after 80 years or whatever it felt like, <laughs> yeah, was that a vintage Tennessee team? No, we're not beating T. Martin. We're not beating Peyton Manning. We're not even beating Heath Schuler, right? Like, but you take it. But that, Absolutely. but you have to keep it in perspective. Like, yes, we ended this streak, but that it doesn't really translate, right? You know, all these teams, okay, that, that beat Kentucky uh, basketball during the 9 and 16 year. Yeah, you did beat Kentucky, uh-huh. but come on now. Yeah. It's like when, what, last time Kentucky beat Alabama back when, what, 97 when we were college age? Yeah. And that, that Alabama team, I think, went 4 and 7. That didn't stop us from tearing the goalpost down, but right. they, you know, it, was, it wasn't the Nick Saban Bama squad. Right, hey, you know, we can't control what they did after that, but we right. enjoy right. that. <laughs> but but you can't you can't say that you're Florida State that you're back because mm-hmm. what and we have to keep in we have to keep in perspective the great run Florida State had, mm-hmm. like twenty five straight seasons finishing the top five. That is ridiculous. Yeah, that is that's ridiculously consistent. That's what I was telling Micah, my oldest, because. 
if he's of course he, he bleeds blue, but you know, if you if he had to pick a second team, it was probably maybe Clemson. He kind of likes to keep up with them. Well, back when Kentucky was god awful and winning one game, Florida State was kind of that good team I rooted for. And I took my lumps as a Kentucky fan. I, I licked my wounds after every loss. But the good team I kind of rooted for back then was Florida State. I was telling him, I was like, Florida State back then is kind of what Clemson is in the ACC now. I mean, and they did it for a longer period of time. You know, yeah. always top, you know, and he was like, oh, wow. Because he was like, man, Florida State, psh, they ain't nothing. Like, yeah, not now. <laughs> but, but but they had that they had that run, right? Yeah. And Heisman Trophy winners and, and just – when we were in high school, Florida State was the coolest co- program in the country. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, like Miami, great. Okay, Miami and the U, okay. But Florida State just seemed really, really cool. You had yeah. Dion, you had Derek Brooks, you had mm-hmm. Ward Dunn. Uh, yeah, and Charlie Ward was the coolest looking yeah. quarterback. Like I, Florida State was just different. And I know that the chop has kind but, of faded. But. Yeah, but but the but the chop and just all that Florida State was just cool, man. Mm-hmm. And so like we knew who the Florida State quarterback was. It was even a Chris Rex or Thad Busby or 85-year-old Chris Winky. Like we knew those dudes. You know, they had Rock Preston. They had dudes that just, you know, mm-hmm. uh again, it's it, it's hard to do. It really is hard to do. So nope. um but Florida, but football is back. I'm glad Notre Dame lost to Ohio State. Notre Dame's still going to get in the playoffs. They're going to beat the service academies and Duquesne or whoever else. And then the people are like, eh, the Irish are back. And then, you know, they'll get close to the playoff and they get waxed again. And we'll have to, well, we'll see what happens next year. Okay, look, I need I need Notre Dame to beat somebody at this point. Yeah, that's true. Not play tough, not because that ain't Notre Dame, man. That's not what you tell me about Notre Dame. You tell mm-hmm. me Notre Dame is going to win it. Uh, and they they don't. They come close, but they don't win. I got to check out that Manta Teo doc on Netflix, too. I, I, I got to see what that's talking about. I ain't watched it yet, but uh, I'll pop that in there and, and see what's going on with that. Speaking of NFL, too, you already mentioned it. You already His name's already come up, your boy, Jimmy G. Uh, y'all paid him. He's, he's going to be there. He's not getting traded, and y'all gave him more money. But it's Trey Lance's team, so is that is that does that cover everything? It's an untenable situation. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know how it's, and it stinks because this team, as I've said before, is poised to make some noise. You know, whoever the quarterback is, if we get a slight upgrade at the quarterback position, we go to the Super Bowl last year. It's just that simple. And the NFC, nothing changed the NFC to make me think that getting back to the Super Bowl was not, is not like it, it's not going to happen, right? There's nothing that happens. And again, I'm not knocking you, but going to Dallas does not scare me. Going to Lambeau Field does not scare me. Going to uh, SoFi in the Rams doesn't scare me. Uh, going to whoever else might be good in the NFC. I don't know off the top of my head. New Orleans or whoever. Uh, you know, Tampa Bay. But you've got to figure out the quarterback thing. 
because I would say that way back when, I think the 49ers, we squandered a Super Bowl opportunity making the transition from Montana to Young. Mm. Mm-hmm. It was 90... See, we won in 94. I was it 91, 92? There was this situation. Oh, we've got we've got two quarterbacks. And that was two Hall of Fame quarterbacks, right? Like <laughs> you can't really go wrong in that instance. So I don't know how it's gonna look moving forward. I'm more concerned. Uh George Kittle did something to his hamstring. Oh Lord. So they don't know how he's going to be getting ready for the Bears on Sunday. So Ooh. it's yikes all the way around. I'm oh. still optimistic, but they got to figure this out, man. You you need one quarterback. Uh, and I like Jimmy G as a person, but I think at some point you had to move on off of, of him. And then you give him all this money. Yeah. That to me, yeah. So I don't know. And, and, and Trey did not get voted as one of the captains. That's become a thing. Like, Mm-hmm. There's a lot. Yeah, going a, on. It was his. It was a head scratch to me when they paid him. I, I thought sure they were gonna trade him, even though they don't have any leverage in the trade. Nobody's gonna give them what they would think would be value. Cause like, right. But I'm, at this point, if you're San Francisco, like you just gotta eat it and just do what you, you gotta do. I thought, but they said we're gonna keep him, make him the highest paid backup. Unless Baker Mayfield gets benched or something, <laughs> but but the the good news is this: most of the stars on the roster right now for San Francisco are later round draft picks. Uh, Kittle, I think Debo was a second round, maybe third. I can't remember, but a lot. Fred Warner, a lot of the so we've been drafting really really well. That's true. So because you draft well, you can almost whiff on, you know, a big cap hit. Cause you can't you can't draft poorly and pay money to somebody that's not gonna play. You can't do both of those things. But if you draft really well, which we have done over the last few years, uh, I mean Kittle was a fifth round draft pick, dude. Like that's crazy. Yeah, so a lot of the stars, I, I just saw that, you know, I'm in 49er uh, Twitter sphere, and it's like, yeah, we trust the front office to draft, but the Jimmy G stuff is a head-scratcher, so. Okay, it's perplexing y'all then. Yeah. yeah. No, no perplexing everybody else. Uh, I got one more quick question before we wrap it up, too. With the, the legendary Mama B, your lovely mom is up there, like you said. She is. I just want to know if what's the tally going to be on the stuff she makes for Kate and not for you. This, I'm not making this for you. I'm making this for making this for Kate. We'll see. I don't know what's going on in the, the kitchen right now. I don't know what's going on when I go up there. But, this brownies ain't for you. This yeah, brownies. This yeah, this German chocolate cake ain't for you. This German chocolate yeah. cake is for Kate. <laughs> yes, I have a feeling it's going to be that way. I tell you, she's hanging out with my dog more than me. Yes, sent me down to the basement. But, mm-hmm. but to wrap it all up, we doing good here. Uh, Cats going to win on th- on Saturday, 2-0. We're going to go down to Gainesville win. You know what? 
if I'm an Iowa fan, let's get three safeties and a field goal. Let's let's just let's just let's just throw it out there. That's right. Maybe even get an extra point without a touchdown. Three safeties and a field goal. That'd be nine points. You you are about the math. That'd be nine points. Three safeties and a wow. Well, hey, you never know. They when they played when they played uh, Nebraska last year, they got to 22, 23 points without an offensive touchdown. They had two safeties, yeah. a defensive touchdown, and like four or five field goals. Like, when, when you look at the box score, it looks like baseball. Two right. and three and two and three. Like, what is going on? Man, I didn't know math. <laughs> I don't know if math is going to be involved. But the Iowa fans are like, yeah, this is kind of what we do, man. <laughs> they they were just like, well, you know, we got a punter. Like, I don't know what to tell you. That dude, That dude's leg is still on ice. You better, yeah, <laughs> yeah. They, they they got a great weapon. They don't want to wear him out. He, I mean, yeah. you cannot have your dude out there ten punts a game. You can't do that. That's he can blow his quad out. That dude's a rest. It reminded me of that dig that Steve Spurrier had against us a few years ago about Kentucky. They got a heck of a punter. Well, Iowa does have a heck of a punter, and that's it. That's it. Unbelievable. Well, I'm glad you got to see. That was your first time anywhere near the stadium, right? Or first time on a game day at Kinnick? Yes. Yeah, because uh, we went to Carver-Hawkeye, which is right there, to watch okay. uh, Caitlin Clark play basketball. We're going to try to do a Iowa wrestling match oh. beat uh, sometime because they get their own facility on campus. Every, every, we talk about basketball, football. They put up wrestling is getting its own place. Mm. So they take it yeah. seriously here, but yeah. man, we doing good. You tell everybody I said hello. We'll do, man. And we got us a quick one in. Appreciate you, Tim on B. That we said hey, and absolutely uh, enjoy your visit. And we'll enjoy these games. And we'll hop on off of here and get it in, man. I play this outro music. My Kate just stepped in. She says hey as well. So y'all be good. All right. Hey. <laughs> Look here. We got our so little, we gotta have a bath. Got a little great nephew with us. This is my oh. grand. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. That's Look at that. <laughs> hey, what's up? Say it's bath time. All right. We'll Vinny, take it easy. Do the outro. We good, baby. Yes, sir. Here we go. Catch y'all next week. Appreciate everybody who will listen and who will watch on the Roku and Anchor and everywhere else. Y'all be good. We'll see you next week.